Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's edition of the Appraisal Buzzcast. With me, as always, is our host, Hal Humphreys. Hal, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Jim, how are you? I'm doing great. Well, we have a great episode today. I'm going to bring in our guest. It's Craig Steinle, the immediate past president, president of the Appraisal Institute. How are you doing, Craig? Perfect. Thank you for having me today. I hope you both had a great holiday. Had a had a really nice holiday. Um, got to spend some time with family and do that thing. You know, we're we're square into 2024 now, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Well, um, Craig, let's do this. You know, everybody everybody who listens to the appraisal buzz, I think knows who you are. So we don't need to spend a lot of time going through who you are, how you get the business. I think everybody's pretty comfortable to know you. Um, Let's jump right in and talk about a couple things. Number one, um, you know, I noticed recently, I think everybody else in the appraisal space noticed recently, the Appraisal Institute has a new logo um, and a new website. You know, what was what was kind of what all went into getting a new logo? I know even around here, getting a new logo is a really difficult process. What went into that? Thank you, Hal. Uh I, I've been reflecting a bit on, on last year, uh, my year as president, and I would describe it as uh, a season of change. There were a lot of changes in the air at the Appraisal Institute. There continues to be so. And it was all um, the big catalyst for that, I think, was the hiring of our new CEO, Dr. Cindy Chance, who came to us from um, the big tent uh, and um, and cutting edge uh, ULI group that most people are familiar with in the real estate ecosystem. And uh, she brought with her some incredible uh, ideas that she implemented immediately. Uh, those included things like carrying through with a rebranding that was underway to signify to the world that uh, the changes are taking place. Uh, the new website that you mentioned, uh, there are many other things I'd like to talk with you about today, but essentially the brand was a realization that uh, the Appraisal Institute has, um, um, has changed and is no longer the Appraisal Institute that your parents may have known or even your colleagues years ago. Uh, there, there's a lot of change underway. I love it. I love it. That's good to hear. Um, you know, real quick, I want to take, a, I'm going to take a, a brief moment and hear from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back and we'll get into some other things. LIA Administrators and Insurance Services, serving valuation professionals since 1978. We provide E&O insurance with a commitment to superior customer service, outstanding liability education, and unmatched claim defense, benefiting over 10,000 real estate professionals nationwide. Explore our exclusive appraiser liability education by Peter Christensen and cost-effective seminars designed to foster your growth. Our underwriters, with an average of 26 years of experience each, are dedicated to supporting appraisers. Visit liability.com to discover how LIA can safeguard your business. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzz. I'm Hal Humphreys, and I'm joined today by Craig Steinle. Craig is the immediate past president of the Appraisal Institute. Craig, you know, we, we talked briefly about the rebranding at the Institute uh, before the commercial break. You mentioned there's several other things you'd like to talk about change-wise going on besides the logo and the website. What other things does AI have on the horizon for 2024? 
we have uh, uh, taken great pains to try to return Hal to a focus on members and chapters first. We have 66 chapters across the country that, uh, uh, for whatever reason in the past, we have not advantaged in, in the best way. They're a strategic asset of the Appraisal Institute. They're the place where we can welcome folks who uh, either already uh, are under the umbrella or would like to know more about the organization. And so we've really uh, changed a lot of our messaging and focus the, the deployment of our assets to advantage chapters, which ultimately then advantages members. And I, I, I would be remiss not to, to, not to mention the complete um, uh, modernization of our education delivery platform, the way in which we're going to change um, the, the, the delivery of, of that gold standard education in 2024. There's a lot that um, some of our competitors would like to know about that. And, and uh, we've kept most of that under wraps, but there's going to be a, a dynamic change at the Appraisal Institute in all of that here in 2024. So I'll have more to say about that as the year goes along, Hal, but really appreciate you uh, allowing me this space to talk about some of those dynamic changes that are well underway. I love it. And, you know, here's the thing, Craig, you and I have had several conversations along these lines. I'm a I'm a big fan of the Appraisal Institute. You guys are the repository of information for real estate appraisers, historical and current. Um, and, you know, look, anything we can do to to play along with the Appraisal Institute, we are absolutely tickled to do. Let's do this. I'm going to take one more quick break. We'll hear from another sponsor, then we'll come back and get into the meat of what I want to talk about. The Dictionary of Real Estate Appraisal, 7th edition, is a landmark text that reflects the depth and breadth of appraisal knowledge. Each entry, definition, and reference has been painstakingly researched and designed to reflect an expert understanding of issues that currently impact the profession. The new dictionary is an essential authoritative resource for all appraisers. The dictionary is divided into two sections, an alphabetical listing of terms directly related to real estate appraisal and an addendum with topical glossaries and compilations of terms used by related real estate professionals. Find it at appraisalinstitute.org slash dictionary seven. Welcome back everybody. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzz. I'm Hal Humphreys. You know, you just heard about the Dictionary of Real Estate Appraisal. This is a publication put out by the Appraisal Institute. I am happy to have Craig Steinle, immediate past president of the Appraisal Institute on the show today. Craig, you know, there, there are a couple of things in this appraisal ecosystem that, you, that we talked about earlier that are kind of always present. Those things are the appraisal of real estate and the dictionary of real estate appraisal. Without those two books, I don't know how anybody approaches this business with, you know, fully informed knowledge. So thank you guys for, for being um, so on the spot with updating those books and updating that information um, on a regular basis and, and making sure that we appraisers have access to the most up-to-date information. I, I've got several editions of the appraisal of real estate and several editions of the dictionary. I am currently on the hunt for a first edition, um, the appraisal of real estate. Any, any help there? <laughs> I actually have one of those and uh, it's a, it's a valuable keepsake that I was presented quite a long time ago. I wish you, wish you well, but, but thank you for saying that, Hal, and talking about 
the way the Appraisal Institute um, maintains the body of knowledge for the profession. And to your earlier point before the break about co collaboration, um, the Appraisal Institute, one of the biggest changes has been trying to get out of our silo and try to collaborate more with groups. Uh, sorry to put out a bunch of acronyms here, but things like the, the NAA and the National Association of Realtors, the NA, NAR, and we've been working with IRWA and ASFMRA. We're trying to uh, remind people that we're such a small group of professionals. And when we are fractured and work in our own silos, we are very ineffective. We can only be effective despite our differences when we come together and work as a cohesive unit representing loudly and boldly the interests of appraisers uh, above all else. And so I know you've had a hand in that, Hal, you and a lot of your colleagues, as have many others. And it's really, I think, a change in uh, attitude at the Appraisal Institute that that has been emanating and being shown to uh, other professionals. We want to work with you and others, and we want to we, we want to have a profession that speaks with a, a common voice. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that. Speaking of this profession, you know, there, you and I both are aware of the average age of a real estate appraiser. Um, there are some golf jokes that might be employed to describe the average age of a real estate appraiser. Um, I know the Institute is first in market with a, a viable, workable PARIA program. Tell me what that means for people that want to get into the business. Well, Hal, I, I want to take you back one step as we talk about PARIA. I want to remind your listeners that um, no matter what your feelings are about whether there's a biased appraisers out there or not, and it's a, it's a subject that some people really bristle about. I get a lot of, you know, kind of folded arms when I start talking about that. It's hard to deny the statistics about this profession being the least diverse among several hundred that the government tracks. And we see it every day as we, as we wander through uh, the appraiser professionals, areas that they focus on, we see that lack of diversity. And if you think about the system, the regulatory system that the savings and loan uh, bailout bill back in uh, the 1980s created for us, um, where you had to know somebody to find an open door into the profession, you had to know somebody to get in. Uh, that system wasn't set up by appraisers, but it's its outcome of being a very homogeneous profession without a lot of diversity uh, was easy to see as a consequence of that. And starting back in 2010, the Appraisal Institute raised that red flag. We began our scholarship programs for minority and, and, and women students and trying to uh, make the Appraisal Foundation aware of this deficiency that the current system where you have to have a supervisor, otherwise you can't get in, uh, was not the only path that needed to needed to exist. And you've made reference to Perea, the practical applications of real estate appraisal. It's that other alternative path that allows people to get in, um, uh, to get their experience component uh, without a without a traditional supervisor, they do that on their own through a simulated and virtual environment. We 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 compare it to the flight simulator for appraisers 
where really you're learning your experience, you're inspecting a property virtually, you're learning about the market conditions for that specific location of the property virtually, and then you're writing an appraisal report just as we, we do every day. These folks still have to take their qualifying education, they still have to take the national exam, but that third component, the experience component, is handled by uh, Perea and specifically our Appraisal Institute, Perea. I've got some great statistics about where we are with that and its effects on diversity that I love to share with you. But your question about Perea is one that signals that there's now uh, an open path for people who want to get into this profession. And I've met many who have waited a long, long time who are now suddenly able to to, to experience what you and I know to be uh, a very solid and honest and um, uh, worthy profession known as appraisal. Yeah, and, and I would like to ask you, you know, so one of the objections that you hear from kind of the, the appraisal space about Perea is, you know, it's, they say it's a flight simulator, um, but there's nobody really there to hold their hand and show them things. You have mentors in place. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Our, our, our mentors at the Appraisal Institute are designated members of the Appraisal Institute. They're residential practitioners who have decided to become full-time uh, employees of the Appraisal Institute to mentor these people through. And those of you that are familiar with Perea know that, that initially the mentors are very hands-on with the, uh, the students helping them through as they look at a property and then try to understand the market conditions and the comparables as they interact with a real live MLS and real live county uh, online systems uh, through our uh, arrangements that we've made with other providers. That, that mentoring is very intense at first, but Perea requires by the end that the mentors have no interaction with the students, that they do the last several assignments completely on their own. Uh, and make sure that they can produce USPAP compliant reports. In terms of the, the you mentioned no one is there to with their hands on the wheel. Um, you know, our research indicates that most Perea graduates are going to come out and be employed by someone like you and me that wants to bring someone into the profession. But we don't want to take all that initial time to train someone because unlike other professions, we can't allow trainees to do anything on their own. And so they are not really a profit center for a practice. They're really a, you know, a, a loss generator at first. With Perea, you hire someone who comes out of Perea. That person knows how to write appraisal reports. They know how to analyze market data to understand adjustments and uh, competing market forces. And, uh, and then you train them on the specific things that makes your practice and your, um, you know, your specific location, um, the one that your competitors and your, uh, uh, would like to be and your clients choose that, you know, your practice is, is what you want to instill in that Perea graduate that you've hired, but they're credential. They've written a lot of appraisal reports and they're ready to really be fine tuned and become a, a seasoned veteran that can help your practice in, in a very large way. I love it. And I'll, I'll, I'll make an analogy real quick. And I've made this analogy before and, and I, I've gotten a little bit of pushback, but I think it makes sense. When you go to buy a hunting dog, you can buy a pedigreed dog from a breeder and they sell it to you as a puppy and you train it on your own. Now, Historically, when someone does that, it's a real pain. They got to spend a lot of time with the dog and it's a lot of work. And a lot of times they don't know exactly how to train the dog. So it doesn't behave right. 
or you can buy what they call a finished puppy, which has been trained up to a certain point, And then they teach you how to work with the dog. I think Perea, and again, I'm not saying that the, the trainees are, are, are akin to puppies and dogs, but at the end of the day, Perea produces a finished person ready to step in and start working with some fine tuning for their, for their, you know, um, for their employer to, to work in their system, but it's, it's a fantastic program. And I'm excited that, uh, the Institute is again, first out of the box, ready to go with a workable, viable Perea program. You know, it's the first time I've heard you say that analogy, Hal, and, and, and it, I being a dog lover, of course it sticks and makes, um, uh, makes great sense to me. It, it is exactly that. Uh, we can train uh, our, our future aspiring appraisers in, in many different ways. One, we can have a supervisor that teaches them what they know, but you're only going to learn what that supervisor knows, and you're only going to be exposed to the business that they have. Uh, Perea is much more broad-based. You have uh, appraisals that you write on properties of all different uh, genres and locations and, and complexities. And you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with a mentor that's helping you through. So you get a broader education. You do have that credential. Uh, but, but I think anyone that hires a pre or graduate is going to want to, to, to finish train them. I'll use your word to the point where they are uh, producing quality work that that particular office uh, expects to be put out to its clients and that those clients expect to receive. It's, it's really, yeah, yeah. it's long overdue. And um, we appreciate that that you're uh, uh, you know in tune with what that is, Hal, and, and and how valuable that is to allow people to finally find a path into the profession uh, to find an open doorway. I love it. Um, now, let me ask you this: You mentioned earlier you said you said you might have some stats that you'd like to share about the Perea program through AI. Talk to me about that. Yep, we had our. Uh, um, we had our licensed residential module approved over the summer. We did a pilot program in July, um, and on September, uh, mid-September, we went live with the licensed residential module. We also have a certified residential module that's been approved by the AQB, and we'll have that up here uh, in the next couple of weeks for people to enter. But on the licensed residential module, which you have to complete, even if you're going to the certified level, you have both modules to complete. Um, already, we've had uh, over 100 folks that are now enrolled in uh, Perea. We have uh, over 1,200 that have started what we call a, a readiness checklist. You, uh, you know, and I'm sure many of your listeners know, that to get into Perea, you have to have all of your qualifying education completed, and you have to prove that. Uh, you have to upload your materials to prove that. In some states, to get to the licensed residential uh, credential, even though the AQB doesn't require it. There are college degree requirements in some states that have that additional layering. All of that has to be verified before you can even start the PREA process. So that readiness checklist, we have about 1,200 students that are in some phase of going through that. We have another 75 that have completed the readiness checklist and haven't started PREA. That, th those are the numbers. There's a lot of people that are coming online with PREA I'm well aware of the market conditions out there, but but you and I have been through a lot of cycles. We know that uh, this market will surely be followed by one where uh, we don't have enough uh, hands on deck to help with all the work that's coming. Um, in terms of effect, let me just tell you about what we've seen in Perea. Over half of our Perea students are women. 
that's better than the 30 percent of our profession that's now women we found rather than the 90 some percent being caucasian in the profession perea now has um, some 65 percent caucasian entries and 35 percent therefore of all kinds of different ethnicities and races we have a lot of diversity in the Perea program 10 percent of our perea folks are um, um, veterans and the really interesting statistic to me, because I live in South Dakota, a little bit of a rural area, over one third of our Perea students tell us that when they graduate with Perea and have their credential, they intend to serve rural areas that are currently underserved. So really Perea is changing the dynamic of the profession by allowing those folks in that haven't found that open doorway. We're going to have it um, affect some of the areas that we know are, are difficult for us, our diversity, our number of women in the profession, the rural areas that we serve, and in a better way to allow veterans into the profession. Very good. Um, any predictions for 2024 for, for the market, for work, for appraisers? Any, anything on your crystal ball about what 2024 looks like? Well, we certainly expect 2024 to be better for residential appraisers as interest rates stabilize and start to decline uh, on the on the non-residential side, the commercial general side. We know that lenders are going to start to take a very serious look at the actual value of the collateral they have uh, in their portfolios. That that really hasn't started. We haven't seen a lot of that. Uh, I have a friend who talks about the extend and pretend that's going on in the lending space, and that's coming to an end where appraisers are actually going to be asked to, to value those assets that, that lenders are holding on to. And when that happens, when regulators start requiring that, there's a tremendous amount of work out there. I'm really looking forward to a, a, an uptick in 2024 over the, the, the last part of 2023 and, and the same for 2025. I think it's a great time to be in this profession. It's a great time for folks to, to think about becoming uh, an appraiser. And I think that's the key takeaway. If you're listening to the appraisal buzzcast and you're not an appraiser, which would be an unusual thing, but there are folks out there that aren't appraisers that, that listen to it because they're interested. Look into, if you're having a hard time finding a mentor, you've got your education done, your pre-licensing education done, look into Perea. It's a viable option. And the Appraisal Institute has, again, first in market, um, really good Perea program with mentors on staff to help you out check it out. Jim Morrison, do we have any um, anything else you think we need to cover today? Yeah, we have our anonymous appraiser question. And these questions come in from our audience members. They email us at comments at appraisalbuzz.com. Uh, listeners, if you have a question for us or one of our experts, feel free to do that. Um, this question says, my mentor, mentor is retiring in a month as they've had some health issues to deal with. I've started the process, but I'm not licensed yet. I've heard about Perea online. Is this something I can transfer over to, or should I try and find a new mentor to complete my training? Thank Fred? you. I, I, sorry, Al, I would say this. Look, um, uh, the AQB doesn't allow blending between the, the traditional supervisor trainee path and the Perea path. It's one or the other. So it depends on how far along that anonymous appraiser is in their training. If they're not too far along, they can convert to Perea and make sure they get all of their credit by completing the Perea module, uh, either licensed or, or certified residential, depending upon their destination. Uh, if they're pretty far along in their training, I would, I would suggest that finding another supervisor so that those first hours they've already accumulated are not lost might be a preferred way to go. Depends on where they are in the process. 
there's there's an interesting thing that I've noticed, Craig, among um, the younger set of appraisers, uh, and I'm talking about uh, this is anecdotally. I've got three or four younger appraisers, newly minted. They went through the mentor process, have said to me, you know, in a sidebar at a conference, do you think I might be able to just take the Perea program just to learn more than I learned from my mentor? I mean, look, if you're even if you're kind of deep into the process, I don't think switching over to Perea would be a total loss. No. No, you're you're exactly right, Hal. There are there are folks who are going to take Perea simply for the educational value of it. We know that from our research and from the inquiries we've already had, and we certainly encourage that. Uh, for those that are trying to get to the credential as soon as possible, the path is either or. Uh, but I guarantee you, uh, and unless you're one of the lucky ones who found that supervisor that knows how to supervise, knows how to train, and has a very diverse business and teaches you everything right. Uh, from AI Perea, you're going to learn. Um, you're going to learn things that 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 a supervisor wasn't able to teach you because they have a narrower focus of of work that they do. So I see that happening a lot, Hal, and I appreciate you raising that that possibility for your audience. Okay, uh, Jim Morrison. Anything else we need to cover today? No, I think we've covered it all. Craig, thanks so much for joining us today. Wonderful to have this time with you both. I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you, Craig. Um, if we don't have anything else for Jim Morrison and Craig Steinley, I'm Hal Humphreys, and that is your appraisal buzz for this week.